I'm AJ. And I'm Taylor. And you're listening to another episode of the Merry Money Podcast. Marriage is hard. Money doesn't have to be. Round two. Yep. Episode number two. Here we are. If you are tuning in, you probably saw the theme of today's episode, which is admittedly one of our very favorites, (laughs) but also kind of hard to talk about. So go you for showing up today. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It's wants, needs, and wishes. Uh, It's something that is really near and dear to my heart. I get all kinds of nerdy and excited about this planning stuff. Yeah. Um, And so something that we've done is if you're at a spot where you can stop, pause this on our website, we have a download. For free. It's free. Yep. That is a planning tool. It's a planner. It's an empty slate that you can write in your own wants, needs, and wishes. The cool thing about this is that it's going to go over all of the information that you're about to learn. So you don't have to sit down and worry about writing this all down. Mm -hmm. And it's a planner. The other portion of that is that you get a free planner that you can print off as many times as you want to rewrite down your wants, needs, and wishes. You can visit this with yourself, your spouse, whoever, once a week, once a month, I don't care, whatever it takes so that you guys can prioritize the right way. So if you're that spouse that sits there and listens to podcasts and then constantly forwards them to their husband (laughs) or wife, uh, now you have something to sit down and listen to them with. There you go. There you have it. So what are wants, needs, and wishes, and why are they so important? So wants, needs, and wishes are really going to be something that give us the ability to prioritize our goals. Um, It's going to be something, and quite frankly, I, when I'm ordering them, I like to order them more as a needs, wants, and wishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll dive more that. into that. Um, but it's it really all comes down to a financial f- level of fitness mm-hmm. and being able to start at square one of your fitness level in your mm-hmm. finances. Just like when you're starting out in a fitness journey with working out um, with your finances, you're going to want to continue to visit them on a regular consistent basis just like, like you, you visit go the, to gym. the gym yeah exactly yeah. Um, sitting down and working out once a week or twice a week or three times a week you know you ramp it up slowly over time otherwise you're going to burn yourself out yeah you can't just go to the gym and be a gym rat correct and so sitting down and just laying out your wants needs and wishes as a start is a good place to be well i think that there is another critical portion of this and something that I don't know how long it's been seen in clients where the prioritization of these is so often backwards. And sometimes it's really hard to sit down and order your your goals in this way. But there's a critical portion to this. We are prone to putting things in the wrong place. And then we are stuck underneath ourselves constantly moving Mm -hmm. forward. We don't understand why we're not able to get ahead. We don't understand why we're not able to save or do this or do that or reach that goal. And a lot of the times it can be boiled down to this. You can forget about your wants versus your wishes. Maybe because you're in a stage of life where you're barely meeting your needs. Maybe because you're stuck inside of a poverty mindset. Maybe you have the ability to chase after wants and wishes and you're refraining because you are scared 
um, this can help those of you who are thriving be able to appropriately make forward movement and confidence. And likewise, there's people who are living in an abundance mindset who are struggling and they don't even know it. It even could be something where you're sitting down consistently trying to do what you think is the right thing, but meeting resistance over time and time again. And that means you're not taking the steps on the wants, needs, and wishes, right? You might have your wishes first, which is causing you to hit this wall of resistance. And so laying it out in an order that gives you a clarity is going to be what we always give as the first step. Yeah, yeah. I think something too that I've seen that maybe I didn't even realize before in clients is your wants, needs, and wishes, if you are listening and you are a young adult like AJ and myself, a lot of our wants, needs, and wishes at our stage of life are heavily impacted on the views and the life we lived growing up. Mm -hmm. What did our parents have? Mm -hmm. What what were their wants, needs, and wishes? And their situation is not actually always applicable to our own. And that can go many different ways. Well, how many times have you heard somebody say, I just want to give my kids a better life than I had? Oh, all the time. That's a constant saying that a lot of parents, especially new parents, but a lot of parents have, Mm -hmm. which is I want to give my kids deserve to have a better life than I had. Absolutely. Which is righteous on its own. I mean, I, I, I think that all of us, deep down should and would desire that but what does better mean well and even i mean if we really break down that sentence what does that sentence mean that means you love your kids that's an admirable thing right that's not something that you're desiring out of vain Mm -hmm. you want it because you love them and you want them to have something that you didn't have oh yeah but are you mortgaging yourself your future even further are you mortgaging your retirement so that your kids could have what you believe is a better life than you had? Well, and I think that something too, when you're talking about ordering this in the wrong way and mortgaging your future, um, chasing too big of things too soon, whatever the reason might be, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, oh, I want my kids to experience A, B, C, and D while they're in my roof, and, mm-hmm. and our, or I want us to do this before this date, or I want us to reach this goal before we get to this age, whatever that may be, if you chase things too fast, too soon, and you mortgage it off on your future, that also impacts your children. Mm Because if you're reaching the age in which you're going to become dependent on care for other people and you don't have the financial resources set aside for your assistance, well, you also, you mortgage that onto your kid's future. You know, was your abundantly sought after wishes worth maybe the repercussions of your future could we now as young adults whether you're married or not yet whether Mm -hmm. you have children or not yet whether you ever have children because you don't have to Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you how do we set this up to where we can a protect ourselves and refrain from hurting our future but also live in a life that we can desire and want because i also if, if you've listen to anything that we've said we've also talked about how refraining and financially starving yourself 
of things like your wants and wishes can actually backfire on you. That's why they're on this list because they're not evil. They're not backwards. They're necessary. You need to be able to indulge yourself in certain things that you want for your life safely so that you aren't financially starved because then sometimes you just go on a spending spree anyway because you have kept yourself from everything you enjoy. You mean you've you're talking about a four-hour target run? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The- it, it, am I by myself during that target run? Because that's more of a vacation. <laughs> Burnout's real. Let's be honest. We all burn out in several different ways. All right, so if we're jumping in, a want is really going to be something that's short-term. It's obtainable. It's something that you have your eyes set on, Right. There's not much that can turn you away from getting that other than time. Maybe a little savings. Yeah, probably a little bit of savings. It could be something that you're going to buy with the excess of your next paycheck or your next five paychecks or 10 or whatever. But a want is going to be something like a weekend vacation, a weekend getaway. That new PlayStation 5 that you've been drooling over for the last six weeks or new shoes i'm i'm probably not the best example with this but something like a hair treatment yeah um, getting your hair done getting your nails done mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that yeah so an- another big one that a want could be is those subscription services Ooh. that you consistently are paying for and pile on but might not be using or yeah. you only use them because there's that one show that's on that one subscription service. It's a want. I know that Mandalorian. It always calls my name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's not a need. No this matter is, how much you think you need it. This is the way. Most of your subscription <laughs> services, subscriptions can eat you alive, but they are a want. And you know what? They're a want that you can budget for. Yeah. Subscription services often get forgotten about and left out of your budget because mm-hmm. they're um, out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. maybe. But essentially what you're saying is a want is something that you can obtain pretty easily with just a little bit of savings, just a little bit of effort and a little bit of planning. Mm-hmm. Nothing major, nothing intense, yeah. and maybe obtainable soon. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Sure. Now, preceding your wants is needs. Yes. Needs are absolutely vital for you to continue your day-to-day. This could be something, I'm sorry, not could be. I said need. This is <laughs> housing. Um, you got to have the lights on, right? You got to have utilities. Got to have water running in your faucets. Um, you you got to get groceries. You've got to have, and I'm emphasizing this, you've got to have car insurance. Some people don't, and they need to. Life insurance. Life insurance. You've got to have life insurance. Some people don't. Some kind of health insurance. Health insurance. Emergency fund. Got to have that $2,500 sitting in that savings. If you don't, you shouldn't be doing any wants. And another one that a lot of people kind of teeter-totter on is childcare. Yeah. If you're both working and financially it makes more sense and it's something that your household has chosen, that's a need. That's a needed expense. These are the things that come out first. Always every time without exception non-negotiable non-negotiable where it gets a little bit hairy 
is when we start talking about wishes. Why? Because wants and wishes are Mm -hmm. where you get a little bit lost. So what is a wish? A wish is really just a long-term goal. These are goals that are going to take a lot more savings, a lot more planning, maybe even creative financing in order to physically obtain. I think one of the easiest ways for me to talk to clients about wishes is to give examples because truly our downfall is all of our wishes we can justify as being a want and there's a incredible difference between them and it helps to understand some examples of maybe what a wish might look like and so we sat down aj and i and looked over all of what we've got and thought what are some recent client wishes that we've seen what are wishes that our clients have expressed to us that they would like and some of those are um, owning a commercial property that's a really cool wish we have a client who wants to own a commercial property so that they can rent it out rent it out to it's an industrial property that they would like to have rented out on a continual basis and they want to be a landlord in that way Instead of doing it residentially, they want to do it commercially. That takes a lot of planning. And probably doesn't produce a profit right away. No, no. So it takes planning to get yourself to that point of producing that profit and having that residual income. Well, and before you can even be approved for that commercial loan, because remember, it's not residential. You're not just going and getting this property. Mm -hmm. You have to have verifiable income assets. You have to have time put into whatever it is that you're doing that can show this commercial lending company that you are worthy of the dollars that they're going to give to you unless you have it in cash. And chances are, if you're talking about commercial property ownership, you are not talking about having it in cash right away, especially if it's your first. No, the reality is, is you're going to have to be able to show that you've been a good steward of your finances. And what's a great way for us to start being a good steward? This. By starting with this. And you know what? Our client did start out like this. This is where they started so that they could prioritize it that way. And that's how we found out that this is a want, or I'm sorry, not a want. This is a wish for them. And something that you can take away from this is this is not something they can do in the next few paychecks. This is not something they can accomplish by putting a little bit away in savings each time. In fact, this is something that's gonna take quite a lot of dedication, but especially a lot of planning, and that's why they looped us in. That's why we are serving them as a client right now because they know they need the assistance. Mm-hmm. That's right. Another one that we hear, and we actually hear this one really often, this is a big wish, and this is gonna hurt some people. I've got even more coming that might hurt you more. (laughs) Buckle up. (laughs) But this one is so, so, so common. Um, It is purchasing a second home, a short-term rental, or an Airbnb. Everybody wants to own an Airbnb. The thought and concept nowadays that you can own a property in a place that you want to go visit, and while you're not using it, which is probably most of the year, you can have somebody else use it and make money. I get it. I get it. I too would love to do that. Mm-hmm. But why is it why is it a wish? Considered amounts of planning. It's not something you can get with a paycheck. Yeah, I mean it's it's something that 
you need to sit down and you need to say, where do we want to buy? When do we want to buy? What do we want to buy? How? And how are we going to buy that? I don't know if you know this yet, but in order to purchase a second home or any kind of an investment property, my clients have to come in with 20% down. Mm-hmm. There's some, albeit very few, options out there that require less than 20% down, but they also require a lot more of other things in other areas. They require large, large, large amounts of personal assets or reserves. What is a reserve? A reserve is just money that is sitting in an account somewhere, some way. You know, if you don't have to have that full 20% down, which is rare as it is, you have to have quite a lot of money stacked up behind you because they want to make sure that you can make that payment. And so this is not something, again, that you can just do. It's not something like going on a vacation for a weekend or getting your hair done or buying tickets to that show or, you know, doing something that you can just up and go do. It requires Mm. help from you. Yeah. It's hard to fight that itch, though, because when you go on that weekend vacation in the mountains or on the beach or wherever, it's kind of fun. Some people I know. It's kind of fun to Zillow it up. And look it's like at, a verb. Oh, what, well, honey, what do you think? What What if we did this? Wouldn't this be fun? It'd be great. We should do Look, we could afford that. Look Listen, at that. I mean, <laughs> AJ and I are dreamers. There. <laughs> we are dreamers. We love to do that. And I'm sure that you do too. I'm sure you're here because you're a dreamer and you have these goals. Okay. Like I said, this is just going to get harder as I go further and further down this list. It's going to hurt a little bit more, but it's okay because we're going to tell you afterwards how we can accomplish all of these. Okay. Like my dad used to say, just rub some dirt on it. Keep going. Here we go. We've got this. Okay. Next one. Are you ready? Almost any new vehicle purchase. And what I mean by that is not a used vehicle. And even still, purchasing a used vehicle still requires planning from you. You still have to sit down. You still have to find it in your budget. You still have to get approved for financing unless you're buying in cash. And even if you are, you still have to plan because you need enough cash. But under no circumstances will a new vehicle purchase of any kind ever be underneath a want. It will always be a wish. It will always require a lot from you because this is expensive. Now I do want to interject here and remind everybody of the anomaly that we saw over the last 12 to 18 months, Yeah. which is in some cases, it did make more sense financially to buy a new car than a used car, Yep. which has never been the case. And I would expect that that's never going to be the case again. Um, knock on wood knock on wood yeah and yes mr i want to go buy the next i'm i'm picking on corvettes and broncos because i want to that counts for you too those leasing vehicles don't do that (laughs) (laughs) i promise you i promise you um this is this is not it is not something that you should do like you would do a want. A want is getting your hair done, okay? If you woke up on a Saturday and you're like, you know what, I have $150 to go get my hair dyed and cut and blown out, and you know what, it costs more than that, but let's say you got it, you had a coupon, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you wanted to do that on a Saturday, 
Waking up on a Saturday and determining that your car is not good enough for you anymore and you want to go buy a new one is Mm-mm. not the same. And listen, Mm-mm. there is going to come a time and a place and a point where your car is actually not beneficial to you anymore. AJ and I do not subscribe to the idea that you're, you should buy your car in cash. That if you cannot afford your car in cash, that you shouldn't have a car. Listen, there is such thing as reasonable financing decisions. And I'm here to tell you today that if you are subscribing to a cash-only car purchase, it will cost you continual cash because that car might not last you very long. You might have to buy more cars more often and you might have to do more maintenance on that car, okay? So we aren't saying don't do it. We're saying that this is where it gets critical. This is where you get the difference between a want and a wish. And this is why it is so important because Mm -hmm. waking up and making that big Mm -hmm. of a decision can financially impact you for a long time. And here's the big thing. Let's use shoes as an example instead of cars. But when I'm saying this, replace shoes with cars. (laughs) If your shoes have holes in the bottom of the soles, you need a new pair of shoes. But if the shoes just have a scrape on the side that is barely visible, you don't need a new pair of shoes. (laughs) And this also goes for other vehicular purchases. Recreational vehicles. Guys, boats, RVs, four-wheelers. The reason why it belongs in your wishes is because it takes planning. And I think it's important to remember that just because it goes in your wish doesn't mean that it's any less likely to happen for you Mm -hmm. than your wants. Mm -hmm. Something that we need to practice in general is called delayed gratification. Correct. There is a big problem, especially when it comes to our finances. In our generation. Especially with being able to say not yet. And that does not mean no. Your wish bucket is not, oh, I hope that someday in the far off future. No, put it in your wishes because you want that to happen for you. You put it it there because you want it as fast as you can. And that's Mm -hmm. why you write it down. And so if you are someone who wants a boat, let's do it. Let's get you the boat. If that makes sound financial decision for you and we are able to create a plan, you should be allowed to do that if that makes sense. If we can make this make sense for you. If you are someone who wants a new vehicle because you're like, listen, I have no children. We're about to have kids. We're jumping straight on into the van, but we are looking for this bad boy to get us through as long as humanly possible and as many kids as humanly possible. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it make sense for you. But when you go out on a Saturday on a whim, which is really hard for some people, okay? It's, it's hard. It's hard to go to a car lot and not leave with a car. It's very, very hard. If you wake up and you go make that decision and you get yourself sucked into a $600 a month car payment and you lose your job and you didn't bolster your savings account first, you are upside down in your car. Let's shift those gears a little bit more. You get yourself into a $500 boat payment and you have to pay $300 to store it. Mm -hmm. And you have to pay $100 for the trailer because you got lease on the trailer. Yeah. Or you borrowed for the trailer. You're upside down in that too. And it's harder to sell. Whatever it is that you, or if, if you are, because you got a raise, if you were living paycheck to paycheck, this is really hard too. This is something we see a lot of. And you get a nice raise. It is 
really hard to fight the urge to say, well, since I'm making $500 more a month, I'm going to go put $500 more a month on to my budget. A great alternative to that $500, if you're not used to seeing it, is just shift it straight into your retirement account or 401k at your employer. You can always stop that if you need to, but that's a good avenue to start planning for the future, planning long-term, looking far into the distance. Well, it's out of sight, out of mind. If that's coming out of your paychecks and you're not having to physically do it, you are more likely to do so. All right, this is the last one, and this I think is one that is surprising to people. This is one that it deserves its entire own episode. And like I said, these get harder and harder to swallow as we go down this list. The last one that AJ and I sat down and looked at our clients, their wishes, this is the last one that we found. And it is saving for your kid's college. That is a wish. And you can wish that. You can want that, wish that. You, but, but. Why is it a wish? Again, it requires a lot of planning. It requires advanced planning. It is very hard for us to sit here today. We have five kids and our oldest is nine. And there's a lot of college savings that numbers that we can't physically crunch because the cost of college is rising so exponentially. It is almost impossible for us to guess what it could even cost by the time each of our children get there. But is it unrighteous to save? No, if that's something that you want to do, it's just going to require a lot of planning for you. You also have to plan it in such a way where you can mitigate if your child doesn't want to go to college or if they don't need to go to college because their career path doesn't require it. Well, the other thing with college planning, college expense planning for your kids is we're all individuals, right? Not just you or if you're married your spouse or if you have kids your kids right but every single person listening to this podcast everyone that you come in contact with is their own individual which means they all need individualized planning and one thing i want to throw caution in the wind at is coming across other people who say that college planning is a blanket coverage situation where there's one band-aid to fix that wish and there's only one solution so the reality is is everybody needs their own individualized plan probably for each individual kid as well Uh, a big saying that we like to live by that we learned recently is you can love your kids equally but you treat them uniquely and i think that's really important especially when you're talking about paying for something so large for them or a portion of something so large for them. Yeah, and it requires planning, and that is why it is a wish, because again, you can't just wake up on a Saturday morning and decide to fund your child's college. That stuff takes time and planning, and that one is especially a wish because that one takes planning into your own future to make sure that you are still taken care of when your children aren't here too. Did you spend all of what was supposed to take care of you in retirement on your children. Here's the flip side of that. Now your kids might be subject to having to take care of you if you don't want them to. There's a lot of ifs here, right? That's why it's so individualized. I think we really did a thorough job of 
kind of explaining the difference between a wants and a wish, you know, you're really talking about, okay, if we're just talking in parallels, right? You have going on a vacation want versus purchasing the vacation home wish, right? Renting a boat for your weekend trip while you're on vacation versus buying the boat to have forever or until you can get rid of it or sell it. Uh, Starting a side hustle or business versus going back to college uh, for a career change and taking out student loans. The thing that I think is important to hear is that all of these are righteous and whatever you put down on that list means it matters to you. And if it matters to you, it matters to me. It matters to AJ. It matters to your spouse. It matters because these are things that are important to you. And these Mm -hmm. are things that can be obtainable to you. Mm -hmm. But I think the reason why wants, needs, and wishes gets hard is because delayed gratification and saying, I will stop to plan this and I will wait for reward is really, really hard. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take a pause for a minute. And we didn't write any of this part down at all. But I want to take a pause for a minute and speak to the married people that are listening. Finances can drive a wedge, especially when you each have your own desires, your own wants, and your own wishes. And one thing that's really important when you're managing your marriage together is coming together and talking about these things, sitting down and saying, okay, what is it that you want? What is it that I want? What are the wishes that we have? What are our needs? And going down the list together and compare and contrast. If I'm expanding even farther on this, um, print that sheet out, one for you, one for your spouse, and you each need to fill it out away from each other, and then come back together and see how close or how far apart it is, and then work on it together. And I think something that is really... um necessary when you're doing life with somebody else is seeing the merit in those differences because AJ wants a lot of things that I don't (laughs) (laughs) I have wishes that AJ never has seen for his future and I think that is something that makes us so compatible being different in that way and chasing after different goals in the same way. And that's something that that's an opportunity for us to fight together for Mm -hmm. each other and show each other that there's merit in something. You know, if your spouse comes back and they, maybe they, maybe one of their wishes is to buy a boat and you're (laughs) like, I never, (laughs) I absolutely never. Not over my dead body. I don't even like boats. (laughs) I don't like open water. I'm not a fan. I will vomit. Like, you know, it might be very easy to brush that off, right? But, um, and, and it doesn't mean that we have to heed every wish and want and everything, you know, that, that each other has. But mm-hmm. these are good talking points and good starting points because you're going to see some things that you probably both want, mm-hmm. some things that you probably both wish for that you can find a common ground on, that you can start mm-hmm. working towards. You're going to find a hierarchy of yep. importance to you as a couple. Um, and you know what? that might also change. Something that is Mm -hmm. very counterculture in our society and in our day and age is the concept of you can change your mind. (laughs) You can be 
hell-bent on one thing or another and turn around and decide that that is no longer for you and that is okay and that is the same here and so like we said if you weren't in a position before please do please go to our website it is free we make this free because we care because we want to see you thrive and succeed um print it out do it do it as many times as you need print it out a hundred times for all we care and if it's something that requires a lot of attention to detail you have us you have us as a team we're here to help you um you have our community we want to see you thrive and as much as we would love to be able to sit here and continue this um we know we gotta wrap it up we do if you've made it to the end of this you are a champ because I know money's hard to talk about. Taylor knows money's hard to talk about. Yeah. It really is. It makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And uh, we just appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with all of that being said, you can find uh, these freebies at our website. Go to our Instagram at The Financial Fam, and you can click the link in our bio to be taken to our website where you can find these freebies that are made just for you. With all of that... Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to like, comment, share. Those are the types of things that keep us on air, keep us here and able to talk to you. And we are so honored to continue to be here and sit and talk with you. And we look forward to our next episode. I'm Taylor. I'm AJ. And this is the Married Money Podcast. See ya.